Let's put that genie back in the bottle. Paint with the colors of the wind, bitch. It's time for two finger point. Power daddy. Our shoes are in the pond. Extra magic hours, which we in turn called extra tragic hours. People call him the naked bull rat. Did you really just two finger point? Here are your hosts, Amber and Kylie. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Finger Point. I'm Amber. And I'm Kylie. And it's Eric returning again. The people's favorite. You seem so timid. They love you, Eric. We love you here. Nah, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we just wanted to shout out some of our new listeners. Uh, we see you guys and we thank you for listening. If you want to connect with us anywhere, we're on pretty much every social media platform as Two Finger Point Podcast with the number two spelled out, T-W-O. So if you're there and you want to send us a little bit, shout us, say hey. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. Yes, thank you and welcome. So let's jump into our favorite, our Disney news. As you guys know, the new Haunted Mansion movie is now out in theaters as of July 28th. Um. It's great. I'm excited that it it's it seems like it's got a pretty good star-studded cast. Um, Eric, you you kind of saw some of the cast. Who were some of the people that were on the new movie? Yeah, definitely. There's an impressive cast on this one. Uh, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito. I had no I idea either of them were in in that movie. I know Rosario Dawson's in it. Rosario Dawson. That was the female I was looking for. Yeah. I had no idea Owen Wilson was in it. I love him. I know he's it's it's been a while since he's he's been in anything really good. Hopefully this is going to be a comeback for him. I was going to say it's interesting that they're doing in my opinion what they call like a a reboot of this because they did one back in 2003 with Eddie Murphy and I feel like it's the sleeped on version, honestly. I agree. I feel it's so weird because we were like kids or teenagers when this came out, 2003. So we were, yeah, preteens at that time. And mm-hmm. it's like, can I have some kids first before we have a remake? That's what I'm saying. I felt like personally, it's a little bit too soon. I mean, I'm excited. I'm probably still going to end up watching it. I don't know that I'll go to the theaters to see it, but when it does, and hopefully it does come to Disney Plus, I definitely want to watch it. But yeah, it feels too soon in my opinion. The Eddie Murphy one was a good one. And it's funny because I mentioned this to Eric and he doesn't mm-hmm. really remember this movie well, um, with I, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, or Eddie Murphy, I should say. It's because it, I think Amber, because I'm a little bit older than Amber. So when this movie came out, I was a little bit older than Amber was. So her experience to Eddie Murphy, this was probably one of her first experiences to Eddie Murphy. Is that right? Uh, Dr. Um, Doolittle, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> right, same kind of family-friendly Eddie Murphy, and that is not the Eddie Murphy I remember. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I grew up with Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cops, one, two, and three. Um, so for him to make that transition to PG-friendly, I didn't enjoy it too much. So by the time Haunted Mansion came around, I didn't give him that shot. I feel like we see that with uh, comedians a lot, like Adam Sandler. Like Once they start having kids, yeah. they move from that comedy they were in and start going more family friendly even ice cube (laughs) (laughs) you're right yeah i i can see that from that point of view okay that's fair yeah i i had experienced him as the family guy as dr doolittle what was it the was it clumps crumps remember crumps yeah the crumps Crumps. Um, what is that 
where he dressed up as a very large family and like he dressed up in several different roles oh. as different members of his family. Wait, wasn't that Norbit? My, it sounds like you're ringing a bell with something. <laughs> Let me look it up really quick. My avatar's eyes aren't, aren't, they're not catching my eyes. They're like flipping behind my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norb. Norbit. That's, <laughs> it could be right. Because I've never heard of Crumps. But, but that was, a, yeah, that but was Crumps also... was a thing. Norbit is right, it Norbit. Was. He did, but Crumps is also a thing. There was like several of them, and he was several so, characters. Okay. And that's that's the problem I had with the Haunted Mansion version that he did was I kind of feel like that was an Eddie Murphy show, not so much about the Haunted Mansion. Whereas this new movie that's coming out, I'm a little more interested in it because it has a more wider range of cast. Um big okay, name okay. cast. So so it's gonna be more focused, I think, on the haunted mansion aspect not just the actors but focus more on the story of the haunted mansion gotcha that's that's an yeah. interesting point of view because i feel the opposite i personally didn't feel like it was the eddie murphy show i think he was funny but i think he was a reserved funny in the sense of that he let everybody be who they were in the movie i thought you know he he fit well in there i think this is going to be a star-studded version that's going to more be focused on those casts like those people they cast versus the actual story i think it'll be kooky and funny but i don't know i guess we'll have to see okay were y'all talking about mm -hmm. the nutty professor yes i just pulled it up i was waiting okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I th yeah uh yeah those i feel like were the the kind of things i was used to him doing and like amber said i feel like it was kind of muted version of eddie murphy in the haunted mansion he was more of just like playing the dad yeah uh, but yeah, I'm, I think we're in a time though with movies and it's kind of sad now that the strike's going on, but I feel like we were moving into a point where everything was very artistic and like, we've got the little mermaid and Barbie and just all of these very well thought out movies. And I was, I kind of hope the same for this new haunted mansion where it's more focused yeah. on the ride and the story behind that um i agree honestly for so the pirates of the caribbean and the haunted mansion are my top two movies or my top two rides i don't think i've gotten through the first pirates full out without falling asleep i think i've seen the bits enough to put them together to watch it once but mm -hmm. those movies kind of bore me i agree honestly the johnny Depp pirates yes yeah Okay. I like the first one. I definitely like the first one like most um like like most sequel movies or uh all all the all the movies that they have series of mm -hmm. the the pirates one the first one was really good and then the, the next three were just kind of hard to follow. Just making movies or yeah. trying to grab money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I've never tried watching them, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> and, the, and the Pirates one, they, they stuck so as close as they could to the ride, which is why I think the first one was so good. Okay, I was about to ask you in terms of the ride, how you felt with it. Because they would throw scenes in from the ride that, that we remembered so well. Yeah. Um, okay. Trying to Trying to get the keys from the dog. Oh, yep. That's Ken my favorite part. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Ken is blasting into the the shore harbor. 
So there's they did a good job with the first movie. Okay. I did I honestly will can say I haven't seen any of the Pirates movies. I I did well, I mean that's not true. I did try to dabble in the first one. I just honestly didn't really love it that much and didn't really kind of expand out either from there. And then there was Indiana Jones, which is a good good ride to talk about in this segment because the, there was movies that came out in the 90s. Oh, I didn't even think about that actually. Segway. <laughs> a proper segue he's been teaching me how to properly segue i just like zip between conversations he's like that's not a segue i'm like it is now <laughs> okay so segueing back to our disney news we tangented off there um but we did bring it back to the the theme of the week um but anyway so speaking of the disney parks um and speaking of haunted mansion they released a new hatbox ghost sipper at Disneyland. It's available at Select Carts in New Orleans Square and Critter Country. It's $32, which is really steep in my opinion mm -hmm. for a sipper. Wild. But honestly, not that steep as far as like what they're pricing things for now. I noticed like the popcorn ones that you buy are like $25. So this is like on brand for pricing. It's just get out of hefty. town. $25 for a popcorn bucket. Mm -hmm. right eric i think i saw like the special ones you buy with the strap same thing with a strap like 25 dollars i'm gonna yeah, have to and, take a hard pass on that yeah i guess, I guess is... they're charging for the cleanup too because if you just throw a little bit of popcorn on the ground and watch like someone will come clean it up it's <laughs> 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 so terrible um i mean for the 32 dollars, that's crazy that's too much but i do it like is. that it has a carrying strap i like that these things they're they're giving you now give you the option to kind of just like keep it with you like keep it and keep it moving the colors are deep royal blue and iridescent lime green for the ghost because he's a ghost and the strap itself it has royal blue with spider bats and cobweb patterns like throughout it and i guess this is where it makes it a hefty price is that the drink thing actually it, it lights up it has a battery pack um, and his face, like when the light shines on it, creates like a spooky face. Like he's got a spook spooky ghost. Go wow, spooky ghost face. <laughs> spooky ghost face killer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was like a mouthful to get out, but anyway, yeah. So that's an option. Um, it says it's at Disneyland. I was kind of doing a little bit of research. I think they're starting to release it at Disney World as well. So it looks like it's in both places. Um, it's available for anyone who wants to spend thirty two dollars on a drink cup. Won't be me. Next thing for Disneyland, I'm actually going to go with probably the most upsetting news, to, according to Eric. It's that Van Fantasmic, they updated that it is going to be officially on hiatus until spring 2024. <gasps> so uh -huh. it was supposed to come back in like a month yeah, during Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. My yep. favorite attraction Same. at Disneyland. One of the reasons I even wanted to get my Disney key, Magic Key Pass. Oh. And then they just take it away right up from under me. That is my favorite show too. That is that is some awful news there. But I'm just really glad that last yeah. time we went um before we got our passes, I did make Amber see the Fantasmic. <laughs> he says make. Um <laughs> it's just because it's so hard you can't really get a seat. And honestly at this day we didn't really want to wait for a seat. So what we did okay, is okay. we kept pacing back and forth and watching it, okay. which is no, fine. Hold on, hold on. It was great. I, okay. I'm not proud of it, but it, it is it is something that I, I realize you can do to watch a, um, a not doesn't work on the parade, but Fantasmic. They don't want you to stand where you're in the walking aisle. Mm -hmm. You have to get a seat. So you have to either wait beforehand to get a seat or a standing position, or you do what we did, which is you just walk along the aisle back and forth 
constantly. So I would have Amber hold on to my uh, jacket while I controlled us through the crowd. So <laughs> I, I paid attention where we were walking. I told her just enjoy the show and they couldn't stop us from doing that. It was pretty funny, but it was, it was cute and it definitely worked out. I appreciated that because yeah, that was my first and only experience with Fantasmic and right after that they shut the experience down the the head had caught on fire and yeah there was no more phantasmic so i was grateful that uh we got that experience i want to know what's going on behind the scenes with that then because with especially disney you would think it'd be fixed within the weekend and it was a few months now it's a few more months so what's going on yeah. I mean, they released a statement, which is honestly, in my opinion, pretty generic. It doesn't really explain anything, but um, they're, it looks like they're continuing to just like revamp it. I think they're trying to find a way to not use actual fire because that's what they've been talking about is they're not going to do fire anymore out of the dragon's head. I think they mm-hmm. want to do some kind of CGI experience with it now just because of what happened, like with the, the dangerous situation that happened. Okay. Well, that's too if bad. If they can do a hologram, I'll I'll give them more time. But it better be good. <laughs> well, at least yeah. throw like big blast of heat in our face. It has to be fire <laughs> heat, but like because that because I really like that where you can actually feel the flame. Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they they had that already going, like in the areas that the flames not aimed towards. Oh yeah. Yeah some of that 4d adventure exactly so yeah this is disappointing so if you're planning if you were planning to see phantasmic in 2023 or even the start of 2024 it will not be available which is disappointing i honestly i was willing to go wait for a spot for phantasmic this time and now i can't so darn but you can still you can still go on to the um tom sawyer island Mm-hmm. and uh bust out some mickey moves like on the stage in front of the whole uh main street and that's fun to do <laughs> you're right do your own phantasmic uh yeah. reenactment <laughs> live your best <laughs> dream life <laughs> you know what next time eric we go i'll let you have your moment i'll play the phantasmic music on my phone and you can just like bust out a move real quick <laughs> <laughs> Like, He's don't laughing worry, guys. I used to. to work here. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm a professional. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, all right, so it looks like Disneyland Park is going to start serving alcoholic beverages, which okay, ooh, wild, right? Um, I'm not exactly sure when they're set to do this. But they have a few different places that they're going to have beer, wine, and mixed drinks that are going to be available. So River Bell Terrace, Carnation Cafe, and Cafe Orleans are Uh what are set to have some some options. Uh, And they look pretty good, or at least what they're saying they're going to be. So a Wildberry Mule at River Bell Terrace, a Pim's Hurricane at Cafe Orleans. Hurricanes are dangerous, by the way, everyone. Terrifying. Uh, I've had some (laughs) in New Orleans and those are an experience um <laughs> and then bloody mary's mimosas and peach pie margarita Ooh, at carnation cafe peach pie hmm margarita though i cannot drink margaritas because me neither tequila makes me not a pleasant person um high five me too <laughs> <laughs> i'm not angry i just cry a lot and 
Yeah, I usually vomit. Literally, uh, me too. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, me too. <laughs> they should have, like, types of alcohol based on the land that you're in. That's oh. brilliant. I love that. Oh, I love Ooh. that idea so much. Like, you want to have a, a crazy good time, you're going to go down to uh, Adventureland, get some of those tequila drinks. I like this for... um for our option for checkoff lists or for like drinking around the world, like drink in specific areas of yeah. like, all right. So we'll jet over to Disney world. Um, they're, so <clears throat> they're starting to get some Hocus Pocus merch over there in uh, animal kingdom, which I thought was an interesting place to put it. That's really interesting. Do you know why? No, I just, it, they just said that people started seeing it pop up over in Island Mercitile. The Disney World's Animal Kingdom. Hmm. The ho- Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I mean, it does make sense. You just come out with a new movie, so you're going to have to back it with as much merchandise as you can. Well, yeah, but in Animal Kingdom, it seems odd. Like, because this is Disney World. They have so many better places. I feel, yeah. Well, so many other places. Like, why mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom? If you're not going to do it in the main park, Hollywood Studios would be where I would think you'd have it. Yeah, that's a better option, in my opinion. Animal Kingdom, it doesn't... Well, where does it fit? Because there's not really any, like, you animals. Just, yeah, what? you just Salem. have Thackeray Binks. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Zachary Binks. Out, <laughs> I'm thinking of... <laughs> Sabrina. Sabrina, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but he was, on, he was on the same concept, though. There is just one black cat, and that's it. Yeah. Speaking of Salem, and maybe this will segue into our next segment, um... In Tampa, I saw an ad. My brother lives in that area. So I'm very jealous of him. They're doing a 90s con, and the cast of Sabrina is going to be there. 90s con. cast of Sabrina. So Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. (gasps) Um... The, I don't know their names, so I'm just going to say their characters. Harvey. Um, <laughs> Libby, I think, was on there. Uh, Valerie. Like, I don't know if the aunts were on there, but, like, all mm-hmm. of her friends, even from, like, when she went to college, like, they were what? all going to be there. I forget who else, but different shows. But I saw Sabrina, and I was like, I want to go so bad. That would be so much fun. Oh, my God. They should advertise that more. More people would show up. Maybe they don't want that many people. Right. <laughs> They're like, it's hidden. It's a gem. <laughs> um, it was always scary because that, that show showed that Sabrina had the power to look through a crystal ball and spy on anyone she wanted. And she would spy on Harvey. <laughs> and I just thought, like, wow, I, I better be on my best behavior because I don't know if this is real or not. <laughs> it could be. You don't know. It could be. That's so funny. Brina was a great show of the 90s. Oh, yeah, such a good. good classic. I remember that was watching in... every Friday night. Was that that was ABC, right? Yeah, I was on TGIF, yeah. part of that lineup, which is mm-hmm. Disney. Which is so funny because um, I was doing research for our pod this episode, and a lot of the stuff that was popping up, like Boy Meets World and stuff, I was like, oh, wait, that's Disney. But then I would look and I was like, and Eric was like, no, that didn't air on Disney. I'm like, no, that was an ABC show. Yeah. So we were like going back and forth with some of it. But that's still Disney because Disney owns yeah. ABC. Um, I should yeah. have put it on the list then because I was... actually have a podcast. Do either of you listen to it? No, but I've seen it. I listen to it religiously. 
It's amazing because that's my favorite show of all time. So I'm obsessed. What, Boy Meets World? Yeah. So the podcast is called Pod Meets World and it has Daniel Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Wilfred Dell hosting it every week. And usually they'll have two episodes a week. One has a guest and then the other has, is like a rewatch episode. And they have guests, like they'll have people from the crew uh, they'll have mm-hmm. actors who've guest starred, and then sometimes they just have actors that were of the time, like they've had Jody Sweeten on, um, mm. just different people like that. I'm gonna write it down. I keep forgetting to listen to Pod Meets World. Um, I can't. I oh. have trouble seeing that show the same way because I saw this um, documentary, I think, on YouTube of someone who pointed out just how sad of a character Eric Matthews was, the older brother of Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. And after evaluating it with all the the information they showed in the episodes, it is a sad tale for Eric Matthews. It really is. But for some people, that is reality. It is. And that show had a lot of reality in it. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I loved it so much. Yeah, it. I think that's the best part about those '90s shows is that they weren't afraid to shy from like the reality of things. They didn't sugarcoat things so much. Like there would be a little bit, but it would always come back to something that was real and they would have to overcome or kind of figure out how to deal with that situation. Yeah. I think the only thing that was fantasy was obviously Corey and Topanga. Yes. Like Sean's character. Oh my God. He's my favorite. Me too. Yeah. There's just so much depth to that character and he went through so much and that's real life. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of hardships he had to overcome. And for a kid, I mean, my God, right? Oh, he, mm-hmm. he looks like it now. If you see him now, he looks like someone who's been through a hard time. <laughs> oh, that's oh, mean. I looks the same, just grayed up a little bit. It's funny. He has Which a little I, kid face still. Yeah, definitely. Oh, is that it? And I'm not yeah. going to lie. I'm grayed up too. I'm starting to dye my hair. So I think he looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that age, aren't we? I don't like it. It's too early. It's too I'm not early. ready. This is, yeah. We've been through so many hardships ourselves. I mean, think about all the stuff in history we've already <laughs> lived through. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> 9-11, Y2K. <laughs> the pandemic. like Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> the housing crash of 2008. I mean, my God, we've been through so many different things. Oh, we're about to have another one. I know, which is great for me, though, because I'm <laughs> trying know. to buy a house. We'll, we'll bring it on. <laughs> I'm like, Rider's go ahead. strike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, the writer's strike, the SAG after strike. I wonder what that's going to do for our entertainment. I know. I like, because right now it's not technically affecting anything, but it's going to start affecting things Mm -hmm. soon. And wow, it's going to be, it's going to be scary or interesting. I should say to see how this starts affecting everybody, because when it starts affecting like the the mass public, then things actually kind of start happening, but it sucks that it has to get to that point where it's starting to do damage. Not yeah. yet, because all the all the networks still have all their shows lined up and saved up. But soon that's what I'm saying. It'll catch up. Yeah, yeah. I was listening, bringing it back to Sabrina, but I was listening to Melissa Joan Hart's podcast yesterday, and she was talking about the strike and kind of just explaining what she knows and how she knows it. Like she was talking about her resources. I think it's like Hollywood Reporter, Variety, and one other one are like the reputable sites to keep up with it on but 
Uh, Fran, what is her name? Fran Drescher. Yeah, I was She's just going to talk about her. Yeah, I had no idea she was the president of the board of that guild. Yeah, me neither. I saw like I saw a random TikTok that was like, I didn't understand it. Like it was some kind of joke. I was like, okay, that was weird. And then I saw another one. I was like, oh wait, no, she runs all of this. Like, yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> so wild. Oh. Um. <laughs> Attention all DCPs, cast members, and all other Disney fanatics. Do you have an interesting story related to Disney? Maybe you'd love to share what it was like working for the mouse, or why Disney holds a special place in your heart. Or maybe you want to give us the dirty details about your roommate and how awful they are. I mean, yeah. Write into us. We'd love for you to share your story on the pod. Or even have you share your story on the pod. That too. Don't worry, if you want to stay anonymous, you can. Christopher Marlando. Reach out to us at twofingerpointpodcast.com slash contact or DM us wherever you're connected. Our segment of the week is 90s edition. I love the 90s Disney edition, you know, like the VH1 specials they used to run. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just to give like a little bit of information, um, the CEO of Disney at the time was Michael Eisner. He was the CEO from 1984 through 2005. And during, uh, so they had a Disney period called the Disney Renaissance period. And that ran from November of 1989 through June of 1999. I would say some of the most prolific animated films were created during this time. Uh, so we had Little Mermaid, Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. Ooh, Tarzan. Uh, Thank you, Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I kind of, I think it's interesting that Beauty and the Beast came out in 1991. That's like the movie of our year. Yeah. Um, um, it came out November 1991, which is my birth month. <laughs> and Belle's my favorite princess. So I always found that special. Oh. Yeah, that was that's definitely a solid classic. Um, and Rescuers Down Under. I've seen that movie a couple of times, but it's been so long. And seeing the name of it again, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that was a cute and, one. And I and I don't think I knew at the time, it wasn't until later, that you know, there was a Rescuers original movie. You didn't know that? It was something that I didn't see because I had seen oh, Rescuers wow. Down Under first. Yeah. Um, Oh, and the wow. rescuers just was it was just such an older animation and because my parents weren't so much into the animation aspect of it so it just wasn't one that they had shown me gotcha yeah i think i watched them like back to back when i first saw them so i always knew there were two yeah i think i'm with eric i think i only knew about rescuers down under and then i think i went back and watched the rescuers later on oh my gosh you guys you missed out on cute little penny for the longest time (laughs) that was a dark animation it was it's (laughs) pretty sad yeah the rescuers that one dealt with kidnapping like (laughs) yeah (laughs) kidnapping dogs but kidnapping children (laughs) yeah they don't make them like they used to, guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no, and then just a tidbit. I I think you mentioned this in like one of our previous episodes, but I forgot. I didn't realize that Oliver and Company was an 80s movie, not a 90s movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, When I watched it as a kid, I think I assumed it was early 90s and didn't mm-hmm. realize it was 80s either. But I didn't watch it till like the later 90s. We didn't Same. obtain it. 
And then I loved it. Yeah, that was me too. Like I kind of discovered it and I was like, where has this been all my life? (laughs) That's another good solid animated movie, um, but not in the 90s. All right, so then let's move over to some of the Disney Channel shows that we watched in the 90s. Uh, Who wants to kind of go first? I can go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, So mine are a little bit, uh, well, they're kind of a mix, but the first two I have are kind of earlier 90s, so I wonder if Eric remembers them more vividly. Um, So the first one I have, it's a twofer. Um, So I've got Kids Incorporated and the MMC Mickey Mouse Club. Do you remember those, Eric? I remember the Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. Um, not the first one. I don't remember the first one. Yeah, Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, that that continued on for a really long time, didn't it? Uh, I think it was two years. Um, but it seemed like it was a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But pretty much both shows ha- were the same kind of thing. Just talented kids. Um, so MMC, for the listeners who don't know, um, it was kind of a variety show. There was music, dancing, acting, they would do little skits and stuff. Um, but it introduced us to a young Britney Spears, Jay-Z Chazé, the true leader of NSYNC, uh, Ryan <laughs> Gosling, Carrie Russell, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera. And Kids Incorporated starred Stacey Ferguson, aka Fergie, um, and also credited as Jennifer Love Hewitt and Mario Lopez. I didn't know Ryan Gosling was in Mickey Mouse Club for some reason. I knew about everybody else, but not him. <laughs> Look it up. He's a little cutie. I, I was actually showing Nicholas a clip yesterday of him singing on it. He's adorable. Oh, I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, apparently him and Justin Timberlake lived together during that time. I can't remember which one of them. Their parent couldn't be there all the time, so the other took on the other kid. So they kind of lived like mm-hmm. brothers in a sense. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Brian Gosling's performance in in Barbie. Don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil it. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. But but La La Land. Did you see that? I've I I I hate to say this, but I fell asleep on it. But I did try to watch it. (laughs) He's not the strongest um, singing performer. Okay. That's just, that's how I feel. That's what I get from him. I think he's actually really good in most other aspects of his acting, but his singing, not not my favorite part of his acting. <laughs> I haven't really followed his career too much. Um, I tried La yeah. La Land. I've, I saw that one, um, Stupid Crazy Love. And I feel like I've seen one more movie with him. And it was not The Notebook. Okay, I was going to say The Notebook. (laughs) (laughs) I figured one of you guys would ask that. I don't remember what it was, but I've only seen a a handful of his acting. So so the Mickey Mouse Club was in black and white at one point. Yes. And and it's just been running this whole time? No. So they had one, I want to say it was the 50s, and that one had Annette Funicelli in it, and I'm sure... Other people went off to do bigger things, but I was not alive during that time, so I don't know. Um, but same concept. They would do singing, dancing, acting, little funny skits. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember Vault Disney, what mm-hmm. they would play at nighttime. It would be on during that time. And then 
little known fact, they revamped it in, or rebooted it in the 70s. I don't know anything about that one. And then they rebooted it again in the 90s, which is this one, MMC. And then I think they tried to reboot it in like within the last 10 years and that flopped. I'll go next. I feel like mine kind of falls in line with kind of um, some of that, I guess, reality stuff in a sense. Um, so here's one. I feel it's kind of forgotten. Um, I definitely forgot about it. So Bug Juice. Oh my God. Bug Did juice? you watch the show? It doesn't come in a jar. <laughs> I'm, I'm dancing, but you can't see I was it. Obsessed <laughs> with that show. Oh, I what, thought it was what just is bug me. juice. Okay, great. So let me tell you. <laughs> so here's a little blurb of it because I didn't know how to describe it because honestly, it was just chaos on the screen. Like it really was. <laughs> so it was a reality show that was centered around 20 adolescents experiencing the trials and tribulations of summer camp. The, fa- the phrase bug juice referred to a sweet Kool-Aid-esque drink that all the campers seemed to drink out the wazoo. Oh, is that uh, why? I never knew uh, why they called it that. Yes. And I remember at this time, first of all, do you remember the juices that were like the pop-up ones where you could get the little bug juice and it was like different flavors? Oh, no. But was it like the so, squeeze it or the Kool-Aid jammers type of thing? kind of no it was a smaller bottle and you know how some water bottles you can like pull the top open and close to like it was one of those but it was like you can't see my hands it's like an eight ounce size like those those mini bottles and it was juice um but they called it bug juice and they sold that at the time but i used to try to make my own bug juice i would get like kool-aid and i would just make it like really sweet and i'd be like i made bug juice i had no idea that was why where that name came from um yeah but this i just i think this honestly started my solidification into um reality tv so i blame this show (laughs) there was that and then do you remember totally circus i think so it like followed kids that were in the circus maybe i yeah they were around the same time but yeah i'm writing this down but anywho, back to Bug Juice. Do you remember the one episode where the girl got sent home and they wouldn't say why? Yes. Okay. It's so funny you brought Bug Juice up because a couple months ago I was on a deep dive about it. I think something popped up on Instagram or something on one of the nostalgia pages, but um, it was cigarettes, which I kind of knew at the time, but that's oh, why she got yeah. sent home. That's the only memory I have of the show. That she got sent home. I remember... <laughs> I remember that. Um, and then... I just remember them, like, all wanting to be, like, boyfriend-girlfriend together. Yes, that too. They were all, like... But it was funny <laughs> because they, like, they were young. They were, like, 10-year-olds. So they weren't, like, making out or anything. But it was, like, oh, my God, did you see that John and Jessica were holding hands? Yeah. And they're, like, we still have three more weeks here. They're, like, I know. They're going to break up for sure. <laughs> It was so silly. Um, that was a later running 90s show, though. So it ran into yeah. the 2000s. So this one ran from, like, 1998 to 2001. Um, so. That was a great a little bit older. Yeah, but that was, <laughs> oh, that was so good. I, I love that one. All right. Eric? Tailspin. Oh, okay. yeah. That so, was a good one. Okay. So, Kylie, you remember Tailspin, Amber? Not so much. Okay. So Tailspin. So it started with the Jungle Book. Baloo, who was, you know, the smart Alec Bear, um, 
<laughs> your he, take he was, on that. He was like the hero of Jungle Book. Um, and then he gets a new role. His his life changes. He he gets clothes. <laughs> Uh, he gets himself a pilot's license, and and he runs his own his own piloting uh, station. Oh my gosh! Stop! So he's, so, got, he's, got, he's got a crew of people. And... For a second, I thought you were serious. Like, oh yeah, his life changed. But you're like just talking about in our this world. Is, this is what happened. Baloo really he he manifested into a new character, and this is going to also break off into Ducktales in in just a moment. So. Oh. So he becomes um, a new adventurer in the show where he's fighting all kinds of new Disney villains. And I don't know what connection it has to Baloo in, in Jungle Book, but it's it's the same character. That's what I remember of it, too. Just Baloo and he was a pilot. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're watching like 10-year-olds talk about holding hands. We got a little bit of room for a blue bear flying pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was before that. So they were like, uh, well, I mean, we made him a pilot. So why not kids at summer camp finding romance? This was this was an early 90s show. It ran in the from 1990 to 1991. Um, I wish I would have experienced this show. I really don't. Re and maybe I did. And I just don't remember it. But was it really, really that short? Yeah, it shows it only went, went on why for they a replayed year. Played the same episodes all the time. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> but, but then we have a. Um... Ducktales, okay. Where another good one, another mm -hmm. good one. But it's it's another confusing aspect of is this the same Donald Duck? No, <laughs> this one is different. This is his uncle Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> um, but but it didn't stop there because then they they had several other characters and even another spinoff called Darkwing Duck. And I guess this is another one of the Donald Duck family members. So the Duck family. Um, <laughs> And, and and Darkwing Duck was a masked vigilante that didn't really have any big flaws other than he than he was full of himself and and didn't realize of the danger that he was getting himself into and he had a niece part of the Duck family that uh, would help save him getting out of whatever trouble he would get into. It didn't stop there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because then, because then we have then we have the next uh, gyro duck, who is I don't think he was a member of the duck family, um, but he he was a cyborg duck that kind of I think it was the, inspired by RoboCop, <laughs> Disney's version of RoboCop, <laughs> Robo Duck. Oh my God! There's just like a duck, like uh, what do you call it? it just keeps going duck sections, like Inception, but for ducks. <laughs> this is giving like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like you don't only have Sonic and Tails. But then you've got Supersonic, you've got Knuckles, you've got Shadow, you've got Amy. And it just keeps going. <laughs> They're like, why not? Just add another one. <laughs> I I remember DuckTales. Um, I, I remember a specific episode or special, the Christmas episode where they wished it to be Christmas every day. Do you remember this one? No. Pooey, mm -hmm. Dewey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, they uh mm -hmm. yeah they they went through their wishes for their Christmas. Um yeah, so they wish it Christmas every day, and it just they keep replaying the day over. It's like Groundhog's Day, but for Christmas. Um, 
and they just want it to be the day after Christmas. I think that's why I love it so much because they're just wishing for my birthday. And I'm like, yes, my birthday, <laughs> which is so like narcissistic of me. But like when your birthday's the day after Christmas, like you're wishing for people to like just be excited about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> So not to bring it back about me, but anyway, um, I I remember this movie that was the exact same plot and it was literally called Christmas every day. And it had a young hmm. Eric Von Detten in it. Brink, if you're wondering who actually I'll bring him up now. So my next show was a show called so weird. Um, it took place in the late nineties. Um, it's kind of like an X-Files for kids. Did either of you watch this? I think I might have seen a few episodes of it, but I didn't like religiously watch it. Okay, um, you might you might want to now since you're we're into the spooky stuff. But um, so it did have Eric Von Denton, um, Brink, and Princess Diaries are probably his best known roles. Um, and then it also had Patrick Levis from Brink, who played the best friend, and then he played the older brother in Miracle in Lane Two. So it was their mom was a a famous musician and she was played by Mackenzie Phillips honestly if I had never seen this show I wouldn't know who she was but both my parents knew who she was so I'm going to take it she has some fame to her name Um, (laughs) but she played a musician who was always on tour and the whole family would go on tour and in every place they were something spooky would pop up and Fee was the main character. It was a girl who had a blog, I believe, about her spooky stuff. And her brother and her cousin, they would just go on these adventures, kind of discovering them. I honestly thought it was a fever dream until I saw it back on Disney+. Plus. I'm like, okay, this was real. This reminds me of, what was the, Get a Clue. Oh. Like a spooky version of Get a Clue. Kind of. Okay. Not as glamorous. Sure. I, like, cl- get a clue. They're very high fashion and then, kind of um, private investigators. This was more of like supernatural. Oh, kind of okay. like it was like a kid's version of supernatural. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of Harriet the Spy, but still, but still. <laughs> Since you mentioned it, Brink. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my, one Brink. of my favorite DCOMs. Hey, what, what a great movie. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> do you do you remember the what the company was that sponsored him? Oh, uh I know that Pup, the Pup and Suds. Oh, oh, for yeah. I remembered that. I was trying to remember the other one, which were they the X X Blades? Yeah, yeah, that he that he was okay. Yeah. And God, then he, so he joined Team Pup and Suds. Pup and Suds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. And it had Zach from the Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> well, that was a great 90s movie. When when rollerblading was really cool. All right. So another, um, another solid, but later 90s show was um, Out of the Box. This was a later one. I don't know if you watched this, Kylie, or if you saw it at oh, all. Oh, Vivian and Tony were my bestest friends. <laughs> Oh, I love this. I heard the song <laughs> and it awoke me. <laughs> oh. But I always wanted to make forts after I saw the show. Like I tried mm-hmm. to make a fort out of pretty much everything. Like how did they have such a cool fort out of cardboard boxes? I think that was the scam, right? 
Yeah. You're like, <laughs> let's make a fort, and ours didn't magically become this out of the box treehouse. Yeah, I was like, you lied to me. Um, but yeah, out of the box, out of the box. <laughs> Take one box, put it with the other. Or how about the one the thing at the end? <laughs> They're like so long. Yes, Fair the enough. goodbye song. Ah, <laughs> oh, too bad we're on Avatar mode. I do the. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a cute little show. Um, like, wasn't uh, was Bear in the Big Blue House Disney too? Oh yeah, that was Disney yeah. Junior too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had younger siblings, so I got I got to experience some of this too. So uh, shout out to you, Angelica. Thank you uh, <laughs> <I> think <laughs> for being it was young. Still appropriate for us to be watching that, even when it wasn't. I mean, well, we were because 1998, we were like low key six or seven, so this yeah. was appropriate. Um, but yeah, I was watching things beyond when I was supposed to. Like people are like, Camp Rock was beyond our age. I'm like, yeah, but I sat there and watched it. Sorry. <laughs> we're still in high school it's it's arguable we were minors yeah i'm like cool and uncool i thought it was cool i don't care if you did whatever (laughs) um that was the one thing that i was like i don't care if this is cool or lame like i'm gonna stick with it the only reason i I hadn't seen most of these shows that you guys had was because it was a huge battle with nickelodeon Mm, yeah so many nickelodeon shows that you think actually could have just been disney shows at the same time it was just a hard time for the 90s you had so many choices i feel like i balanced them perfectly fine i think so too i had well i was more well i don't know i knew i was a majority disney personally so if there was a show on nickelodeon i'd scoot over there but i was definitely more of a disney kid i think i i really watched both like I would watch all the after school stuff for Disney, but then I'd also like watch uh was it Slime Time Live and yeah. Double Dare. I don't know. I remember it all. Yep. I think I think it also wasn't super oversaturated like it is now. Like we have so much choice for everything True. on both ends. Whereas like they only gave us the lineup of like what they were gonna give us. You got like five shows from each, you know? True. So. Yeah, and I think I picked this up very early at a very young age. If there's a commercial on, you flip to the other show. And so I'd watch right. two shows at once. Like one Art. show that should have been a, a Disney show is Legends of the Hidden Temple. That should have oh. been a Disney show. Why Why do you say that? Oh, just because it was so family friendly. Um, they had kind of those kinds of vibes already at Disneyland in Adventureland. Okay, I see that now. And I don't know why Disney was, were they weren't doing more shows like that. You know, they did for a hot minute. I don't know if either of you remember Mad Libs or Off the Wall. They were like yeah. the two game shows that they had on Disney for just a minute. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I was just going to say but definitely Nickelodeon took the forefront when it came to like those family game shows like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um what was the one with the big purple head where you had to figure guess? It like, out. Yes, I loved Figure It Out. That was my favorite. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, and so, they yeah. have like all the Nickelodeon stars on there. Yeah. Like Lori Beth from mm-hmm. all that. I just remember her being on there a lot. And then they would kind of switch them out. Disney got with the program though. And they didn't necessarily make shows, but because Disney was, they didn't run commercials, they would do like little shorts or like little 
things with all the cast. Remember how they would have like their mm -hmm. challenges and stuff and it'd be like a commercial for five minutes and then your show came back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Their commercials weren't that bad, but if I can be watching a Nickelodeon show at the same time, I'm, I'd rather do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just remember like um, Saved by the Bell, all the little shorts that they had. Or was not Saved by the Bell. Why am I calling? Uh, what was the Saved by the Bell? So stupid. Oh, um, um, as the bell rings. <laughs> yes, as the bell rings. I Thank was like, you. what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, that's not right. That's immediately wrong. That was like late two thousands, <laughs> but I, that was uh, Demi Lovato's first yeah. Disney role. And then, do you remember um, the girl from Camp Rock, Allison Stone? Stoner. She had. Uh, stoner yesy wow i am not great at this today <laughs> <laughs> her little show with uh max max's super my, quick show my super god. show <laughs> oh my god what is wrong with nicholas me? and i sing that all the time <laughs> why i'm getting everything wrong too that's so funny but i had i had my heart in it <laughs> <laughs> yes um, that was the first thing she was in and then she became the missy elliott dancer and then Cheaper by the Dozen, and then Camp Rock was, mm -hmm. like, her career path. <laughs> oh, Cheaper by the Dozen. Hillary Duff, too. Oh, yeah. there were, That was a star-studded cast. You had what, Tom Welling. You had the girl from mm -hmm. Coyote Ugly. Hillary Duff. Um, did, you, did you like Tom Welling? What do you mean? Like, on what know, level? The, like, the, <laughs> like the way you said <laughs> Tom Welling. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, it's just because it, the only thing did he I say was his on, name wrong? <laughs> no, no, that's that's his name. But the only thing he was on was Smallville. Yeah, <laughs> I love that show. I I would dabble in it if it, if someone was watching it, I would watch along. But I didn't have to watch it every week. Of course, because I had Tom Welling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't really have an opinion on him. Unless you're, yeah. you're he is a good looking guy, if that's what you're trying to get at. <laughs> He's Superman. It's okay to say it. He's Superman. <laughs> I was just, I had, I think, because I was trying to think of the other girl's name, the one from Coyote Ugly, because I was trying to, I was trying to go in chronological order or birth order in the movie. And I was like, which one? And I don't even remember her name. Um, it's funny. But there was, there were quite a few kids in that movie that went yeah. out to do other things too. There was the little girl. At least a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> the little uh, girl. There was a little girl in it, and she ended up being in the pacifier after that. She's the one that yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah, the Pepsi girl. Yeah. What is no? That's not no, the Pepsi no, no, girl. Not Pepsi. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that's actually um, what's his name? Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Is that his name? That's his, uh, from Zombieland. That's his little yeah. sister is the Pepsi girl. Oh. Yeah, yeah it is. Wait, little sister, wouldn't that? Interesting. I, I'll look into that. I that's think she's younger. Let me look. Pepsi girl was like an 80s girl. No, that was like late no. 90s. That was in the 90s. I remember hair. her. Yeah. And she'd go. Curly Pepsi girl. Yeah, Pepsi girl. I'm looking her up. <laughs> Pepsi girl. It is Haley Eisenberg. She's right, but. um, She might be older. I don't know. She's thirty. She's thirty. She's thirty. Okay, I think he's, he's thirty nine. Yeah, dang, he's that old. Yeah, yeah he's, he's thirty nine. I had no idea he was that much older than us. 
I I know we're starting to get to the point where people kind of all start looking the same age because like yeah. we all start pla- we're all going to start plateauing basically like this is what we look like now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's a picture. Oh, I don't know if it's going to show. Will this show? Can I get through that? You know what? Here we'll do this. We'll yeah. Uh, see. Okay, oh, I yeah. I think I've seen that photo and yeah. that's yeah. why I've. Uh, why I assumed that she was younger. Yeah, that's at like the set of one of his movies or whatever, or set uh premieres. Okay, uh, Eric, what what was your last nineties throwback? Did we talk about gargoyles already? Uh uh-uh. uh Gargoyle. See, and that's that's where it's like gargoyles. Um, another one of my favorites. I don't know what business it had on the Disney lineup though. It had no connection to Disney whatsoever. Well, wasn't it based uh, off Hunchback? Mm, or am I way off? I always thought it was based I off the know. Gargoyles and Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't think so, because I was trying to think about this a little bit before we started about, you know, how Gargoyles started in history. Um, it definitely goes back to, like, medieval times, Renaissance. Mm-hmm people making angelic statues and they obviously started making demonic statues and they put these statues and then and somehow this myth came about where um gargoyles will come alive the statues will come alive and then they'll go back into becoming gargoyle statues so that's basically the premise of this show was was uh you're right but, i'm looking at I, I, it no, now this, and this, these are not the gargoyles from hercules so no, my bad <laughs> these are the good ones these are the good guys like the good exterminators <laughs> well that's what gargoyles were originally intended for right to ward off evil mm-hmm. and yeah. scare that away i don't know what their what yeah, their I'm myth- pretty sure mythological right. purpose was I'll uh, look it up. but in in the show it, the what was good about the show was there wasn't a very clear role of who was the antagonist and who, who's the protagonist the antagonist if i remember right was the one who held the power to make the gargoyles come alive and he held that power as kind of uh, a leverage to make them do stuff for him oh. and they had to through the show figure out a way to get that power back away from him if none of this is right, then this should be the, the actual premise of the show, but I'm pretty sure this was the premise <laughs> of the show. Um, and and it was just a really complex show. It was kind of like a crime drama with mystery oh. and fantasy. So I, I, I might really need to revisit that one. It always kind of scared me, so I never watched it. But maybe I'll revisit if it's on Disney+. Plus. No, I need to I need to watch this. And yeah, I looked up just to confirm. So gargoyles symbolized like guardi- guardianship of the building and to ward off evil spirits. So it basically says like, mm-hmm. hey, someone lives here and then also bad spirits go away. So um Yeah, and then there was some just myth I don't know how the myth got created that that gargoyles can come to life. But for whatever reason, Disney uh, ran with it. Yeah. Be curious about the mythology of gargoyles now. Mythology, sure. mythological. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious about that. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of where that would have originated from. Maybe just them looking so scary that someone, you know, is like, I hope they don't come to life. And then it just snowballed from there. Kind of how they uh, Disney would take an idea like Treasure Island and just run with it. It's a French legend. Oh. Sorry, I looked it up. <laughs> I wanted to know. <laughs> so it says the word gargoyle actually comes from the same root of the word gargoyle, the French gargoule, or gargoule, which means throat. The idea of a monster that spurts water isn't random. It actually comes from a fascinating French legend about a dragon that lived in the Seine River near the Rouen. Wow. Nice French pronunciation, by the way. I tried. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's I guess it's a French thing, which makes which I guess kind of now that I think about it, it makes sense because they've got that um, the go- gothic like is very much like the gothic cathedrals in France. Yeah. And in the French or in the Hunchback of Notre Dame, that the gargoyle sat on Notre Dame. Oh, see? Yeah. And that's. Those were like a gothic cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we learned something today. That's funny. All right. So just to pop in, just to throw in some uh, Disney movies that are not animated, because um, <laughs> we gave an animated list earlier. Um, our beloved Hocus Pocus, which I thought was interesting that we had some Hocus Pocus merch coming into the parks uh, since we're talking 90s today. That movie was 1993. Wow. <sighs> That was the same year, like, Sandlot came out. I'm trying to think what else was... No, Aladdin was 92. I don't remember mm-hmm. what was 93 for the feature films, if any. Yeah, but... I can't quite remember. But that was their hot one. That one came out in summertime, too, if I'm not wrong. I think they really sat in, like, July or August. I remember reading something about it. It's a great movie. Oh, love. Have you seen this? You've seen the second one, too, right? I have not. I need oh. to. <laughs> me too i never got around to it last halloween it's it's good i i think it holds well on its own i mean i'm a i'm a solid classic girl so i'm gonna say the classic is my favorite but of course but i didn't hate it it didn't it didn't do anything to like to kind of diminish the first one which is why i'm okay with it you know yeah when you take 30 years to make a a sequel it better be good <laughs> At least they kept some of the same cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they would have been able to not without success, because you've got Bette Midler in there, and you cannot replace her. I still can't believe they didn't didn't bring back Danny. They didn't bring back the the cat. That Kratos is not in it. Well, yeah, oh, because I mean, his soul got released well, at the end of it. Yeah. Still bring him back. Bring his soul. No, back. he's not back. The essence of it is there, like a way to bring him back somehow. Yeah, but it, it was um, nice that they got the three witches to come back. Yeah. yeah, if they hadn't done that, I don't think it would have no, been worth no creating. Way. Um, are the kids in it? No, no, neither of them are. I know, like <sighs> the guy wasn't going to do it, or no, it was Allison. The girl Allison wasn't going to do it. I think. That was that the girl he she... liked or the little sister? The old oh, the one who liked him. Oh, okay. I feel Danny like the was little gonna sister should have been in it. She was I iconic. She... Yeah, I think she was gonna be, or maybe she could I think she might be like a cameoed in it. Did... Yeah, none of them did, but they did get the guy that played Billy. He did come back. 
So we got, you know, the zombie that was in love with uh, Bette Midler's character. And he's like in the ground, right? (laughs) How do we even know that's the same Billy? (laughs) Oh, because because I said, who makes a cameo in Hocus Pocus 2? And they said, aside from Midler, Parker, and uh, how do you pronounce it? Najimi? Najimi? Oh, Kathy. Najimi or... I don't know how to say her last name. Me neither. It's okay. It's fine. Um, (laughs) And then it'll feature Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson. So I'm assuming that's the same guy. Like, yeah, he was finally done with uh, Walking Dead. So we brought him back for this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, though? Yeah, no, none of them did. Max, Danny, and Allison didn't show up. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop looking at this. But yeah, they didn't. Um, It's worth watching, I think. Uh, It was cute. It was good. They did a good job. I, I'll say they did a good job. They took long enough, so they did a good job making it. It's kind of what I how I feel they're going to do with the Wonka movie that's going to come out. Oh, spicy take. Okay. They're doing another Wonka movie? Oh, yes. Yeah. They're Why? doing a it. A prequel. But I'm excited, actually. I know. I know. I am only excited because I'm interested in, in Timothy Chalamet. You know Chalamet. what? I've seen that, actually, now that you bring him up. I don't like him. Hot take. Oh, spicy take. I don't love him I'm, either. I'm interested. I, I think he he has some talent. It's just a matter of the choices he's going to make, and I'm keeping an eye on. Well, you That's like him fair. for tell he's her doing, tell he, her yeah, why you like he's him. Doing, he's doing Dune, so he automatically scores a lot of points for me for doing the movie Dune. I and, hated that movie. Oh. I was waiting for the action to start, and then it just ended. Oh, it's coming! It's coming this year, 2023. <laughs> what was the point of that whole movie, though? Set up. Set up exposition. <laughs> it was so boring. Get ready. <laughs> Strap yourself in. The next I... movie's gonna blow everyone's mind. It's gonna be the greatest movie that we've had to date. I'm loving like, this banter. <laughs> that tied with Twilight were like the two oh. worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's because it was like three hours long, right? Of like nothingness, basically. <laughs> I'm like, where's the action? Yeah, I will say, fortunately, like, I, he didn't, you know, I think because he expected probably the same reaction from me, he didn't watch this movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but yeah, he's read the books and everything. So I think he knows it's a build up. Yeah, maybe the first oh, one sucks. Okay. But um, he's he knows the action's coming. That's why he's invested. <laughs> I'll give it one more chance for Zendaya, though. Oh, yes. Love her. <laughs> yeah, Zendaya. Do it for Zendaya. Yeah, hard. <laughs> yes, love her to death. Um, okay, bringing it back to the '90s because that's way in the 2000s now. Um, <laughs> uh, Toy Story, Toy Story, which I think Toy we can technically. Yeah. So oh, Eric Story. has a hot take about Toy Story with the new Barbie movie. Do you want to give her hot, your hot take about ah. that? You said this morning. Other than I just saw, I, I saw some similarities between this and Toy Story. Um, forgotten toys. A little scary, like because you haven't oh, seen gosh. the movie. I'm not gonna give away the anything. Oh, in the movie, is it? But... Um, well, is it the girl? What's her name? Kate something. I've been watching a bunch of interviews. Is it the one yeah. who her, her hair is like all chopped up and whatnot? yeah, yeah. The initial <laughs> the initial reaction from that is kind of like oh, kind of like Sid from Toy Story and the, yeah. the toys. We're bringing back that kind of concept, but yeah. So definitely, I clearly just saw Barbie. So we're making a lot of correlations to different things now because we just watched it literally yesterday. But no, Toy Story was Toy Story was a definite solid classic for me um, when it came to the '90s. I I love the first one, but it it does lead into a problem that I have with Disneyland and the Buzz Lightyear ride. 
Oh, that's your, but not yet. You can't talk about that yet. That's your, that's his spicy hot two finger point. We're getting there. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, then I'll save that. I, okay. Toy Story wasn't my favorite. I did watch it a lot though, because my little brother, we're less than two years apart. So we did a lot of stuff together and that was one of his movies. So I would watch it a lot. It's a good but movie. It's objectively good. It's just not one of my favorites. Fair. I don't, That's fair. I don't like the artist that they used for singing. I think it was Newton. Someone. Uh, oh, you got a friend. In oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> but... <laughs> you think we could have done yeah. better? They could have. They could have. They didn't need music. They didn't need it. It's a good song, though. Like, you might not like his voice, but I think the message of the song is good. You got old timers here. <laughs> getting older while you're listening to this <laughs> His I don't know. when i hear even just like the the intro to it i just want to put my arm around someone i know start swaying it is definitely cheesy i'll give it it's cheesy but isn't the entire movie i mean true it, if you've seen the franchise, I think some of my favorite parts of the movie are like some of the silly things they did. Do you remember like the outtakes at the end of the movie that they created? Yeah. It's an oh, animated movie and they I created outtakes. I miss that from Pixar. Um, like my favorite one that they ju- I just saw was the Barbie one where she's like, bye bye, bye bye. And they're like, is she, are they gone? Oh, my cheeks are killing me. <laughs> it was, do you remember that one? Yeah. That, yeah. So they did a good job with that. And then, so the next one, Halloween Town. This is a decom, but it is 90s. It was 1998. <laughs> I had to include it. That's a good one. It's a classic. It is. Even going back and watching it, it's funny because you you see, you're like, wow, this movie's clearly dated, but um, but it still it still holds up. Like, there's nothing about it that's like the plot that's dated. It's just like when you watch it, you're like, oh, wow, this is an older movie based on like the way that they, uh, the production quality, mm-hmm. I should say. So And Disney Channel, their movies, I, we didn't notice it as we were kids, but if you go back and watch them, you see they're very low budget. Yeah, oh, yeah. they can be. <laughs> but the stories are good. Exactly. And Honestly, Halloween Town, like if you compare it to some of the other movies that were coming out at the time on the channel... They probably had a higher budget for this one. Yeah, by far. I just think it was the times, like, it stood, I mean, in 1998, I thought, like, it was, you know, so innovative and, you know, new and crazy. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, for that time, maybe. But, like, if we redid it now, we would do all the CGI crap and kind of, um, I feel like, ruin it. I don't know. I'm growing a an appreciation for CGI because there is artistic work that has to go into it but i do love the cheesy 90s stuff especially for halloween town so next one homeward bound one and two. Oh, Both. these were classics yeah love these talk, talk about low budget movies <laughs> <laughs> would you pay those actors like <laughs> like kibble and some dog treats and a cat toy there, there you go <laughs> that t- takes care of your acting budget they were good though. Shadow, sassy. Was other one? I love uh, Spike. Shadow, sassy. We'll I think it was Spike. Spike sounds right. Shadow. Yep, the little boy when he finally sees him. Peter. <laughs> Peter. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Don't make me make you watch this movie, Eric. Both of them. It's a fun story on that movie. Um, I actually have it on DVD because one time I was at my mom's house and I had brought Simba for the listeners who don't know Simba's my dog. I brought him over. It was on the TV there and I watched his his eyes lock in with them. They were like going across a log or the river or something. Mm-hmm. And I watched his eyes lock in on the dogs and then his head turned and followed them. And so I bought that because they had it at Target at the time on DVD. So I bought it for him so I could play it for him. <laughs> so oh. I could have like his dog TV because he was actually watching the movie. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, Simba. Shout out to Simba being a 90s lover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, Eric, you're killing me with a Peter. I forgot that. (laughs) I think it was Champ. Was it Champ? Oh, Champ! Champ, You're right! Yes! And Mm -hmm. he got got attacked by the porcupine. (gasps) Yes! Oh, poor little guy. Oh my god. You're you're bringing back all the memories. Like, I remember the the log thing. That was it. And the, the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, the porcupine because that was that the first or second one the san francisco one that might be the second one i think that was the second one i remember both though yeah because i think the first one they're on some ranch and then they take off so they're just yeah. in the woods uh, my dog I, got skunked but a little while ago and just reminds me of that whole champ getting porcupine <laughs> ridiculous yeah. you're like you're so mad at them but then you're like like get over and let me help you yeah <laughs> idiot, idiot poor Arby. <laughs> Uh, he finally smells normal again it took him like six months <laughs> oh poor little guy oh i know bless his heart all right moving on so a goofy movie Ooh, that's a great 90s one mm-hmm. power line <laughs> yep i um I like saw the plot of this movie and I read through it and I was like, was that the plot? I just remember like them going on a road trip, but there was like a whole thing to it. And I'm like, I need to watch this movie. Yeah. Max goes to college, right? Yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, I guess I I just forgot the plot. I used to, um, do the Max look. I used to put my, please put my hat backwards and get the little hair coming out the front. (laughs) (laughs) Why can I see that? Oh, I can picture so, it. So my brother accused me of doing it, and then I and I stopped. Ah. <laughs> he caught you, and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Gosh, and I don't think you could get more 90s in that movie. I mean, Tevin Campbell was a power line. Right? That was, a 95, I feel, was like the, and it is, obviously, because it's the middle of the 90s, but it was definitely peak 90s. That's when mm-hmm. everything was really... Just top notch. Yeah. You want to talk about your last three? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So the first one, this will be a test to my family if you're listening. So um, reach out to me if you hear this part, family. But Heavyweights, uh, 1995 as well. This was always on the Disney Channel. It had Ben Stiller. It was one of his earlier roles. Um, do either of you remember this movie? Heavyweights? I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> This is another one I own on DVD because I just, I have to have it. Um, So it was a fat camp that the kids are getting into. Um, You have a lot of people in there. Um, So Keenan Thompson, that was one of his first roles. Um, 
this was, I think, before all that and Keenan and Kel. Um, oh, there was this kid. He played Josh. I don't know his name in real life, but he was also in The Mighty Ducks. There was a lot of Mighty Duck crossover with this. Yeah, and there Sam was. Lott, um, it's kind of like the same kids in those movies. That was a great movie. My and family ben, and Ben I. Stiller as the Tony Perkis. So have you have you seen Dodgeball Amber? Oh yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Ben Stiller's in Dodgeball, and he pretty much is playing the same character that he did in in Heavyweights, and and he was just doing that character to a whole bunch of overweight kids. Oh it's, my god, it's hysterical. It's, it's great. It's, He's it's like such a, a great movie. Health nut with a little yeah. bit of psychosis like a, going on. A psychotic health nut, exactly. <laughs> This is very much dodgeball. It was like this great camp that they all loved. And it was, it's funny, his parents play the former owners and then they have some bankruptcy bankruptcy issues. So they have to sell the camp and they sell it to Ben Stiller's character. And then he takes over and he's, it's just chaotic, but it's hilarious. And then unfortunately that another movie came out close to the same time, which made these two movies difficult to differentiate was heavyweights and then there's another movie called camp nowhere oh. which was another 90s movie but this was a more of a pg-13 kind of what would probably be r now but it was kids <laughs> kids who went to a camp where their their parents didn't know what had happened like that there was no no one sur- uh, monitoring them or controlling the camp and the kids found a way to control the camp themselves Oh, is it like Lord of the Flies esque? No, it's like it's like what the the um the beetle beetle was it uh beetle not Beetlejuice oh bug uh, juice bug juice it's like it's like bug juice just they're older they're like ah. sixteen seventeen trouble <laughs> they're okay. all range from like nine to like seventeen and it's just kids controlling a camp so Camp Nowhere <laughs> came out about the same time as Heavyweights. And they both were just that 90s camp feeling where you're like, I don't know if I should be watching this <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> I feel like summer camp was a big theme in the 90s. Like, it just yeah, made yeah. us all want to go. Like, even yes. the parent trap as well. 100%. No, you you took the words out of my mouth, literally. Because I was like, <laughs> all these movies and shows, like Bug Juice, they made me want to go to summer camp. And I know summer camp was not like that. <laughs> no. No. But I definitely wanted to. I'm writing down this other movie because I want to watch these. Yeah, I definitely want to check out Camp Nowhere. That was a fun one. A lot of names in that one, too. Watch oh, who's it. in that one? Oh, who's... my God. It's blanking on me because there's it was there was just a teenage cast. Okay. Oh. So Camp a lot Nowhere. of the names, if, if you were to look up those names, you're like, wow, all those people were in that movie. I'll have to check it out then. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and then I'll look it up to see if okay. I can recognize them without knowing. But another movie, I don't know if either of you remember this, is called Blank Check. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I was like a DCOM before DCOMs were a thing. So, was that? That was oh, a Disney, yeah. Yeah, it was on Disney. Uh, I want to say it might be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but for the listeners who don't know, Blank Check was the story of this kid who, I think he was riding his bike in the parking lot of a bank. And he gets hit by a car. And the driver of the car is this very rich man. And he just writes him a check and he says, how much was the bike? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, here, just fill it out later. So he gets a blank check and 
the kid's smarter than he, he comes off as. So he writes it out for a lot of money. I don't remember how much exactly. He, he, um, he photocopies it into his computer and then he oh, makes a yep. whole logo and, 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 uh, and signature and prints it. I don't know. It was, it was something crazy like that, right? Oh, yeah. I think I so. Totally yeah. I forgot about that part, but you're right. Now I remember him like doing the scanning and stuff. You're right. Yeah. This kid so was a natural forger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A born counterfeiter. <laughs> so he's, you know, like is living the luxury life at the age of like seven. And then the guy catches on and he comes after him. So he's, running away but somehow somehow sinbad gets involved in this <laughs> sinbad was in this one wasn't wasn't he trying to rob him or something are you serious let me look let me look because that because there was a protagonist like the kid gets the money and then someone is trying to get that money from him and then oh right it was a bald guy yeah mr mcintosh who yeah. i'm pretty sure that was the guy who wrote the checkout you're mixing up movies, somebody yes. said. However, <laughs> that leads into my next movie. Yep. Um, First Kid, which did ah. star Sinbad. Do you remember yep, that that's one? It, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look so sad. Your avatar looks really, really distraught. Drop <laughs> <laughs> my headset. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> you looked really sad about it. It's right. first, we'll first, first kid, definitely. Yes, first kid was a good movie. Um, so it was obviously the first kid. He was the son of the president, and Sinbad takes over as being his secret service agent because he's gone through quite a few because he's a little turd. Um, but they end up building a bond. And that that was a good movie. I vaguely remember this one. I. I think I'd forgotten about it, but then when you explain the plot, I'm like, wait a minute, I think I've seen this. Yeah, I remember Sinbad ends up taking a bullet for him, too, at the very end in a mall. <laughs> what a good guy. <laughs> I, asked, I asked Amber this, Kylie, so if, if there was a female president, what would be the title of her husband? Huh? Would it be first husband? No, not first husband. <laughs> uh... Yeah. First man, first gentleman. First gentleman. Oh. Yeah, first nice. ladies, and this would be a first gentleman situation. Huh. I wonder so if first, that will first ever kid, happen. it's funny. Yeah. We just yeah. go first. <laughs> hey Amber. Hey Kylie. Have you been on our website lately? You mean our really awesome website that will show you where you can stream the podcast? That one! Not only can you stream from the site and see all the platforms you stream on, but you can also take fun Disney-themed quizzes and even grab our itineraries and scavenger hunts for the parks. What? We have all that? Duh! We gotta give the people what they want! Go visit our website, twofingerpointpodcast.com. That's the number two spelled out. T-W-O, twofingerpointpodcast.com, for all the good stuff. All right, so let's get to my favorite segment, our two finger points. Yay! Okay, um, I feel like we should let Eric go because he's on brand. Okay. <laughs> okay, Eric, give them your two finger point about your Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear ride. Right, so going in from 
we were talking about Toy Story and how that kind of branched off in them creating a Buzz Lightyear ride. Um, and that's when that ride came out is about the time that I was working there. So I, it was a pretty new ride. Everything was working. Um, you could hit the targets multiple times and you knew when you hit the target. That was mm-hmm. very clear. Um, and even even though it was, you know, a lot of cardboard stuff that would be popping up, like it was a cheesy, cheesy ride, but it worked. And there would be guys that would come. There was a guy that came in every single day to Disneyland, an older gentleman, um, the first gentleman. And like, he, a, <laughs> like a patron? <laughs> yeah. You said that so questioningly. Yeah. <laughs> Was he a guest? Was he a guest? He came yeah, like every day. Yeah, was he a guest or was he a, a castmate, cast member? He was a he was a guest. Okay. Just an older older guy, and he came in every single day, and he and he played the Buzz Lightyear ride every single day. He was one of the top scorers because the ride was good enough to like keep score like that, and you could be on a top scoreboard. And now, oh. it's been like years and years since I've gone on it. Me and Amber went on it recently, and that ride has been run into the ground. We were shooting mm-hmm. at targets, and nothing was happening. Yeah. It, it, um, none of the cardboard layouts had been redone. You see, co- you actually see cobweb everywhere. No way, Disney. It's a forgotten ride, in my opinion. Yeah, like it just felt uh, it was it was old and that dilapidated. Does not seem like the Disney brand. I feel like they would be refurbishing everything as needed. This one, they just like tuck it in that side corner at the beginning of yeah. Tomorrowland, and they just forget about it. Yeah, really, um, it's a dark. It's a dark ride. People don't need to really see the details because it's dark in here, anyways. Yeah, but if you're not hitting targets, that's the whole fun of it. Yeah, that's what I said. I was disappointed, honestly. And the and the craziest part is, so we, you know, just things happen. The ride did stop mm-hmm. a couple of times on us, which whatever I understand. But we were sitting there shooting targets, and we weren't even moving, and I still wasn't hitting anything. So the fact that I'm sitting still and I still can't hit a target right in front of me, yeah. It, Where's the where's yeah. the aim accuracy? Yeah, before the the ride would stop and you're like, awesome! So, this is my time to score points. Yeah, find that find that little triangle because the triangles are worth more points. So you you just wait and look for it, and and even if it's far across the room, you could still try to hit it. Whereas right. this time, nope, you just try to hit any big target that you can see because you might be able to hit it, just maybe. So they need yeah. to work on that. That was a peep of mine. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Yeah. Also. What do you think about the placement of uh, the ride? Do you think you you had a take about where it should be located? Wait, remind me, because I, I, I kind of recall saying something about something needs to be right there. I forgot what, though. Um, I don't know what you wanted there, but you basically said, like, something else could be there instead. Like, you felt like Buzz Lightyear ride should be in California Adventure. I'm sorry. I, I did say something that was good. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. I know what you said. You said this is supposed to be a futuristic ride. Why does it feel like we're going back to the 80s? That is true. But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much all you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I agree. I think I think the Buzz Lightyear ride, um, it, it is very outdated, like he said. It also, you would think, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Disney doesn't usually forget things. They usually, they're up to date with things. And it kind of shocks me that of all the things that they have, they just, and at the front of Tomorrowland too, that's another thing. Like 
You know what I mean? It's the start of the land and you have something that you're not even maintaining or taking care of. Right. And I feel like that's got to be a hot spot. I mean, you guys are the the magic key holders. So maybe I'm wrong, but there's air conditioning and it's a ride everybody can go on. So I feel like that would be a popular one. Yeah. And it's a conveyor belt ride. So the ride shouldn't have a long wait. It should be a a moving ride, kind of like Little Mermaid where you just get in and get out. But it's not. Hmm. So something to noodle on Disney, because I mean, I miss the aspect of the ride. I wish maybe they could update it with instead of it being Buzz Lightyear, maybe it's a different movie experience and they update, you know, the aim accuracy and they make yeah, it a little at least bit... improve the sensors. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, Toy Story didn't make them that much money. So, yeah. What? There were four movies <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing Buzz Lightyear. And you know what I think is crazy is they made, made or are making a Buzz Lightyear movie, right? Did they make it already? They made it. Yeah. I so think it's on Disney Plus. So <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Whatever. I don't know. All right. What's your hot take? What's your my hot take. All right. So mine's piping hot in my opinion. And this is, this is to Disney, the company. Um, I think they waste too much food. From the back end pores. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So, you know, every night we had to throw everything away. And obviously, you know, and you would just see how many pounds of food would get thrown away and that you couldn't take home or do anything with because it was a safety concern, you know, food, you know, safety for them. They just didn't want to give it to us. Um, They would occasionally give us like 15 minutes at the end of the day. They're like, okay, 15 minutes shove as much food as you can in your mouth, basically, and then throw the rest of it away. So that was nice. But I mean, even with like the 10, 15 of us there eating, you barely made a dent in that food that you were throwing away. Yeah, I remember once I just once in the five months I worked there, they gave us uh, the opportunity to take it home. um, Mm -hmm. And I took a freaking trash bag and I grabbed as many pretzels and churros as I could. And I brought them home to everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, it, we're broke, we need food and you're throwing it away. That was my thing too. It was, it was heartbreaking to see all this great food just being thrown away in front of you, knowing that like, you're going to go home and probably eat like a hot pocket, maybe. So I don't know. From a waste standpoint, it was horrifying. It was, it was depressing knowing basically like you were wasting pounds and pounds of food and you were just going to go home to a hot pocket yeah <laughs> like an expired one from the dollar tree <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> so yeah so i mean from a waste standpoint horrifying but also just like it felt like they were dangling food in front of you almost because you're like come on you're just gonna throw it away you can't give it to us you know we're starving like right so i mean it, that's my that's i I'm sure there is something they're doing to make up for the amount of waste when it comes to food. Or at least I hope so. Being the company that, you know, corporation that Disney is, I still, there's something about it. Is there, I hope they're doing a donation in some way with other foods that they can donate or doing something that they can because, yeah, I, I just, I just can't keep saying how horrifying it was because to me it was just, it was wild. <laughs> Yeah, my first job, I'm not going to say the company because I don't want to get anyone in trouble if we weren't supposed to be doing this, but I worked in a coffee shop and 
any pastries that were getting thrown out, we would get to take home with us. And sometimes it would be bags worth of, and then anything that was left over, if we could fit it in, we had two buckets and we would fill them up and the sky would come twice a week to pick them up and he would give them to the homeless shelter people. I love that. See something like that. A lot of the places I worked at, it was not like baked goods. Like we would have like pounds of chili we were throwing away because Casey's corner, you know, like chili dogs, things like that. So like maybe the breads that we were using or like something like that could have been donated. And I'm sure they were doing something like that on main street. Uh, It was just, yeah, I think on a mass scale, it can be, it can be jarring to see. Right. Uh, So what's your two finger point of the week? So back on the 90s, I really feel like Disney needs to get on top of it when adding stuff to Disney Plus. Uh, Things like the famous Jet Jackson or Brotherly Love. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the show. Brotherly Love. That's a good one, right? It's actually on YouTube. I binged it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, I was talking about the Lawrence brothers. I don't know why, but yeah, that, that came up. The Brotherly Love. They have a podcast too now, and it's called the Brotherly Love Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you need another podcast to listen to, that one's a <laughs> great one. <laughs> Could be good for Eric. No, this is a good point because um, like going through when we I was lo- looking at the shows from the 90s, another one they don't have on there is Bug Juice. You can't watch it anywhere, they, they right. say. Yeah. Um, um, I saw something, somebody was like, oh, you can watch them if you go to Camp Waziaza or whatever it was called. Like, if you go to their website, but it's the new reboot version. It's oh. not the old one. I'm like, that I bet, was a scam. Yeah, I bet if I sifted around in YouTube, like, I could probably find it. But that's, like, a lot of effort for something. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one I really miss is The Jersey. Do you guys remember that show? Uh-uh. It was about, it was these four kids. Um, I remember Courtney Draper was in it. She was in the 13th year and stepsister from Planet Weird. She was the redhead. Yep. So she was in the show and there was a guy, I don't remember his name, but he ended up being in the, the Fat Albert movie with Keenan Thompson. He was the one that couldn't talk. I forget his name. But, um... And there, there were four friends anyway, and they had this magical jersey, and they could put it on, and it would take them into a game, and they would be, they would like shape shift almost into a famous athlete's body, and they oh, wow. had these athletes on. Because the '90s were big for sports in the world of kids too. Yeah. So it was, it was a cool show. Um, I really liked that one, and then. I don't know if you guys remember. It was old. This was definitely early 90s. It was called Flash Forward. Oh, yeah. That, that show was funny. That that was it a was, really... I loved it. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's 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 where um, the the main actor on that... Oh, he's such a... He's a really good actor. Um, uh, I, ju- I don't know who he is, but I remember his character was named Tucker. It was like Tucker and Becca were the oh, best Oh, Ben friends. Foster. Ben Foster, yeah, what a good Wait, actor. isn't that the guy? That's not the... Who is he? I remember him. What is he? He was... 
kind of a goofy blonde guy. He was really like skinny and dorky for a long time. And then lately he's kind of bulked up and taken on some more action roles. Yeah, but what, what was would I know in? him from? Yeah. I need to IMDB this guy. But I love that show. I remember they were all, or at least he, his character was always getting into some crazy stuff. Yeah. He had some like ADHD or something. He was all over the place. <laughs> I yeah. think that was they they were trying to come off of that even Stevens vibe that was happening. I think that was before even Stevens. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was before right, right. And then because because the even Stevens character, Shia LaBeouf, was uh-huh. pretty much like a replica of, of this guy's character in Flash Forward. You're right. Now that I'm like comparing the two, I never made that connection, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that was a good show. Yeah, I feel like that one kind of goes under the radar mm-hmm. when people think about 90s shows, but that was one I watched all the time, too. There was so much good TV. Like, I just, I want to go back in time now. I don't want to go forward. Like, the good, the new stuff is fine, but, like, I want to go back and watch all that stuff again and be, like, like, relive it, kind of, as an adult. Yeah. yeah. All these coming-of-age stories, family stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for our story of the week this week, uh, we had a listener submit their story. Um, So I'll go ahead and read it. And since we've all worked at Disney, I want to get everybody's thoughts on this. So this comes from Kelly. (laughs) I was working at Cosmic Rays, and I was having a horrible day. I was on Register 1, and a guest came up and told me that his name also started with a K. Then my, then on my way to my car from the West Clock bus, I peed myself. I went to costuming, and it turned out he worked at costuming, and he helped me find a new pair of pants. It was a very magical time and made me very happy. Hmm. So what do you think of the story? That's that's a really, <laughs> I mean, did, is this like a, they, they like dated a little bit maybe? I don't know. Because um, if so, that's a pretty that's a that's a nice story, right? Because <laughs> that's like really embarrassing. You like really hate to go through that. But if someone was pretty understanding and like, it's a good way to meet somebody. Yeah, <laughs> Not the ideal way. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a rom com. Like you run into him at, while you're working, and he's trying to flirt with you, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, and then. Later on, you're having a really bad moment, and he saves you. Yeah, no, it's very, it's, <laughs> it's very, yeah, very much that way. It's the start of a rom com for sure. Ah, hmm. Like you need a tissue? No, I need a new pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, did you have um, a costuming department where you would have to like switch out? When you sure. yeah, huge, huge warehouse at Disneyland. Okay. Um kind of I don't even it's been so long, I don't remember where they had that exactly because property's so big. Um but yeah, you would go in every day or every time you had a shift. Well, I guess actually it'd be like the beginning of the week because you would get what your shift is going to be for the rest of the week and you would go get the costumes that you would need for those shifts. Mm-hmm. Um Wait, did they call them costumes? Yeah, it was costumes. Yeah. 
That's right. They didn't want us calling them uniforms. So yeah. they were costumes. And yeah, huge warehouse. And and you would just go each go through each aisle that had the section of clothing that you would look for. Just an entire like hundreds and hundreds of pants. I mean, kind of look for the best pants. They all were pretty much the same, but yeah, you just try yeah. to pick out your wardrobe. Okay, so it was a choose-your-own-adventure for you guys, too. That's funny. Because <laughs> um, they basically, they would tell us, like... And Kylie and I didn't even go to the same costuming warehouse because it was by park. Um, was your guys' costuming warehouse, Kylie, on site for you? Or Yeah, no? it was super nice. Or it wasn't super nice. It was just super convenient. Like, we'd go through an entrance with our carts to get in. And there was the locker room right there. And then, mm-hmm. um, then costuming was in that locker room oh so it was just one big building and you had to go through there to get to your place of work anyway so it was very convenient for us what a dream ours was off it was on disney property but it was off the parks so because magic kingdom i guess was bigger um they had a whole different location for it and yeah it was a giant warehouse that you had to go take your time to go to once a week um and yeah they give you numbers of like kind of where like yeah. if you told them like what where you work, they would tell you like what number aisle to go down basically, and they'd say these are the options for like your your costume. Go pick your pieces up, and they would check too like with your IDs and stuff to make sure you were getting the right pieces. They didn't check sizes. They didn't care if you bought the right size or the wrong size or took the right or wrong size. They just were making sure that your pieces were all together for your outfit basically. And that's where you found out how disappointing how disappointed you were going to be for the rest of the week. Like if you, I mean, usually <laughs> you you knew what these costumes were but if you hadn't seen them yet and then you finally go see them and you're like hey is this the one you like look around like shoot is this really the one <laughs> like, crap i'm stuck with this Man, one. this is it this is the jacket oh that's so well fun. see and they would change us every now and then because like you know you could end up in a different land or something i i spun through like three or four different costumes and i looked ridiculous in all of them i couldn't win for losing <laughs> like <laughs> oh that's funny um, yeah, so this is interesting. Um, Cosmic Rays being, I know Cosmic Rays is in Tomorrowland. It's basically the, uh, a, it's the busier version of Tomorrowland Terrace. It was just another restaurant there. So yeah. I know she was wearing the Space Commander outfit. So, um, bless, bless her heart. Yeah. And yeah, she's <laughs> been on that <laughs> West Clock bus too. That's what I'm saying. So she, well, so what I'm wondering is, did she pee herself on the bus or like? It says then on my way to the car from the West Clock bus. So I oh. think she got off the bus and was walking to her car. So almost there. Okay. <laughs> she almost completed the venture. <sighs> what a shame. Okay. Well, I mean... That was brave of her to share that story, though. I don't know if I could share a story yeah. like this. Right. No, this is it's brave. a good story. It's a good story. It's just, it's genuine. Like It is. She probably can trust that person. Definitely. And yeah, it was like a little fairy tale. <laughs> now you've got a new friend or potential relationship for life because you bonded with this person. So. But now she has to get something over him because now he's like, remember, yeah. you're the girl. With the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> All right. So let's go pop into this game real quick. So the quiz I found this week, it's a BuzzFeed quiz. It's called, which forgotten Disney character am I? 
And we'll put this in our show notes. So if you want to play along with us, you can pull it up. First question is, what is most important to you? Is it family, fun, learning new things, or nature? Oh. I mean. Hmm. I do love spending time in nature, but I also like learning new things. Yeah. I feel like learning new things is important to me. My family is important to me, but I feel like that's like a redundancy. I know my family is important. So I want to like pick something different, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm on learning new things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to go with. What animal would you say best represents you? A cat, a fish, a rabbit, or a frog? Hmm. 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 These are interesting options here. Right. I'm going with a cat because <laughs> I'm that's just my nature. I go into places and then I leave them like I was never there. <laughs> I, I some oh, go ahead. No, I'm not fully sure. If you've got an answer, you go first. I was just gonna say I think I'm gonna go with the cat too because I don't really know much about cats, but from my observations, they switch moods really quickly and they wanna be all cuddly and then they wanna attack. At least that's my experience. So not saying that's me, but sometimes <laughs> I can just go from one mood to another. So I'm going to go with cat. Okay. Something is drawing me towards the rabbit. I can see that for agree. you. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, I feel like the rabbit. Yeah, something about it. I want to be. I want to be a cat, but I think Eric and I have talked about this. He thinks that I'm not swift enough to be a cat. I kind of come in more very, like a dog. Very clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm quick on my feet, but not the rest of my body. I flail. <laughs> I'm like a foot taller than you, but I'm just so delicate. It's just so funny. <laughs> he really is. It almost delicate. makes me angry. <laughs> like a ballerina. Oh my god. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing you in a ballerina outfit. It's bad. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pick a house you'd live in. So the first one is like a cottage in the woods kind of vibe. Um, uh, what is that? Like an A-line house? Yeah. Um, yeah. A-line cottage in the woods. Um, next one, we've got a beachy cottage by this literally right on the water. It's got like a a deck that literally over is over the water, basically. Um, we have a spooky ooky house. What kind of, that's like a, that's not Victorian, is it? No. It it looks kind of like, like, um, European, but like Scandinavian. Okay. Yeah. So we've got like a European style kind of haunted mansion in a sense. I think that nails it. (laughs) Okay, cool. like if, if Transylvania, like I've never been to Transylvania, but I assume that if there was a little town near Transylvania, this would be it. This is what the houses would look like. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we've got like a contemporary um, Ikea-ish. Yeah, like, very modern. Modern, like fireproof kind of house. That's what yeah, but it's like Fire. modular. <laughs> it's like a bunch of stacks on top of each other. Like if you've ever seen anything kind of modern, modular, it's just like a bunch of things stacked together to create a house. Smart house, probably smarter than me. <laughs> so what are you guys going with? I think I know what I'm going with. I'm going with the beach house. Yeah, same. Eric? I'm just trying to think where I can get the most creativity done. 
Ah, that's smart. I feel like you might be interested in this haunted house. I, I'm I'm really looking at it. <laughs> it's, it looks very isolated, and I'm not going to be bothered. I am I go with it? <laughs> I think that's very you. Yeah, I'm going with the Transylvania house. All right. Pick something for a snack. Some fruit, snow cone, bacon, or gummy worms. Hmm. Amber knows my answer. I know your answer. That's probably bacon, isn't it? It's fruit. He's going fruit. Oh. I was going with the whole turkey leg thing. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm stuck between fruit and a snow cone. I think I'm going snow cone. Because everything else, like bacon's a breakfast. I don't really want that as a snack. And if I'm choosing a candy, it's probably not going to be a gummy worm. Yeah, I'm not big on the gummy worms. I think I might get snow cone as well. Okay. Just because I eat fruit every day. Um, okay, so pick a word to describe yourself. Loyal, eccentric, wise, and curious. I'm going to have to go with curious. I'm between eccentric and curious. I think I'm definitely curious. I always want to know why. What about uh, you? I'm going to go with loyal. Oh, that is good for you. I agree. Loyal to a fault. <laughs> That's how it goes. What irks you the most? Lying, someone wasting their potential, getting ghosted, someone being rude to a server. Ooh, these are some good ones. Mm -hmm. I think out of these, my top two are going to be lying and someone being rude to a server. But I think lying, oh, I don't know. They both irk me a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's hard because, like, uh, what works me the most? I have to go with someone being rude to a server because of all those things. That's what affects. Uh, that's gonna what that'll be what affects society the most. Yeah, and I think yeah. I I agree, and I think my reasoning though is lying's kind of in our nature, and sometimes mm -hmm. there are reasons for it, but there's no reason to be rude to a server. Nope. Yeah. You know, have you heard like the, it's kind of funny. They say like when you go on a first date and you see how a guy treats a waiter is how he's going to treat women and his mother. That's oh. what they say. So ladies, something that. to be aware of. And I'm sure it goes the opposite way for women too. It's how they treat, you know, men and their fathers sometimes. So I don't know I if mean, it works the same. I but... feel it just goes for in general. Like I've been out with like colleagues or you know friends and i see that and not friends actually because i'm not going to be hanging out with anybody who does that but like colleagues for example mm -hmm. and they treat them like crap and i'm just like yeah i don't see us ever being friends outside of work yeah and usually you have a vibe from that person you're like oh this was the vibe this is what it was okay yeah, yeah i think i'm going with the rude to server thing because overall yeah i think it's yeah i can't tolerate that and also i think being somebody who's kind of worked in customer service, there is absolutely no reason you need to be mean to that person. They, they're they not the per like, you shouldn't be yelling at anybody, but like, not them. Right. Okay, next. So pick a restroom to use. So we've got a, um, we've got one with like stone and copper. Very earthy. Yeah, very earthy. We've got an all-white bathroom with, like, porcelain and some plants. <laughs> we have an outhouse. Um, quite literally just a wooden outhouse in the middle of the woods. Um, and then we have a 
like contemporary, uh, not contemporary. Um, what do you call it? Like flowers and mo very modern. I would say it's like a throwback to, to the sixties. Yeah. Modern version of it basically. Yeah. I'm going the earthy route. I think something about that speaks to me. I like that one too. I don't know if I'm going to go with it. Honestly, looking at these, normally I would go with the earthy. I think I'm going to go with the flowers. I don't know why I'm oh. in a girly mood today. I was in between those two. Eric? Um, I'm going to go back with the isolation. I'm going to call that my bathroom and the one the outdoor one. That's mine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to call it my bathroom. I can't with you. See, when I looked at that, I was like, that's what Nicholas needs. <laughs> Far away <laughs> from the house. Yeah, I just, no one will interrupt me. No one will be in there. <laughs> Nobody oh. wants it, so it's yours. <laughs> All right. Pick a hobby to pick up. Sewing, surfing, climbing trees, or hacking. Oh. Surfing's on my, my like, to-do list is to learn how to surf, so I'm going with surfing. I'm going with sewing. I have, like, basics, but I need to, I want to learn more, and I want to be able to sew, like, some, like, clothes and hem some stuff, so. I don't know why, but I feel like my response to you saying that is, that's very Lizzie McGuire of you, even though she, <laughs> that was more of, like, Raven's thing, but I just feel like you sewing clothes is going to be very, I don't know. <laughs> you're, no, you're right. It's Maybe. something about the fashion. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, I could see you making Lizzie-esque clothes. 100%. <laughs> How about you, Eric? What are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with climbing trees. Okay, fun. Remi reminds me of a really good Calvin and Hobbes where Calvin's dad is working in his office and Calvin prank calls him and his dad answers and he hears, hey, why don't you go climb a tree? And then, and then he hangs up on his dad and his dad just looks out the window all sad. And then <laughs> Calvin is with Hobbes and, and Hobbes is like, why did you do that to your dad? It's like, well, I mean, he's always putting his beliefs and values on me. I just wanted to see what it felt like. <laughs> so I climb, I'm climbing trees. I'm climbing trees all day. It's funny. Pick the random image that calls to you. So we've got a lake with um, rolling hills and mountains in the background um, and forest. We've got, oh God, terrifying. Um, it's underwater. It's like an underwater trench. And you're deep in the water and you can see something above you. It looks like potentially a boat. I think it's a shark. Um, not into it. Uh, uh, it looks <laughs> like a fish to me. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a lot of things. Creepy. Looks like diving. I, looks like diving. Yeah, it's diving. Like, Whatever like, it is, it's unsettling. Uh, scuba diving, yeah. Yeah. Um, a basket of kittens. And then a close-up of like a gecko um, frog. A gecko frog. <laughs> Gecko frog. Oh, is that gecko frog thing? That gecko. <laughs> um, um, I am going to go with the first one. Just living by the Savannah River. I was there this morning. I'm really vibing with the river right now. So I'm going to go with that with the mountains behind it. Okay. I'm going basket of kittens because love. I knew it. I, knew it. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, winner. I'm going with the cave diving, the um, the scuba diving, because that's where the treasure's at. I feel like the like I, I I I would be interested in it, but the ocean has not been very tolerant of humans lately. 
Yeah, you got me. Yeah, kicking and screaming is the only way you're getting me down there, and that's not ideal. <laughs> no, so <laughs> it's, been, it's been kicking our ass since the Odyssey. Can't do it. All right, pick a place you'd be the most relaxed in. It's a rainforest waterfall. There is like a forest and it opens up into a lake with the mountains. Your bedroom um, looks like just a comfy bedroom with a kitty. And then it looks like that's like a bayou with some kind of like watchtower. Yeah, maybe zip lining. That might be like a zip lining thing, hmm. but a watchtower possibly. Um, what are you guys picking? I'll go with the waterfall. Okay. I'm going to go with the bed. I know. I am too, I think. <laughs> That's like, I'm definitely relaxed there. I like to furry, explore. Very cuddly buddy. Sign me up. Come back and check on me later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pick a color. Orange, blue, black, or green. Hmm. I'm just going to go with blue. Okay. I think I'll go black. There's something classic about black. I'll Eric. go blue. Oh. All right. And finally, if you had to, which profession would you choose? Park ranger, diver, vet, or engineer? Oof. Hmm. Like, diving, I feel like, would be interesting. There was a time where I wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, and of course I love animals. I feel like vet being a vet would be heartbreaking though. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just don't know if I should be messing with the ocean. I don't know if the other two really interest me though. <laughs> I know this is how I feel. I kind of am liking making the best out of like a choosy situation. Like, I don't think I want to be an engineer. Um, I already work in accounting and math and it's just like, it's great, but it's not necessarily fun. So I'm right. not excited about it. Um, that is heartbreaking. I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, diving, absolutely not. I think I'm going to go park ranger just because of the silliness of all of them. Like, I think that's the one that I could do the most and be happy with. I don't like the other ones. I For me, know. I just think it, it would be so hot to be a park ranger and you have to wear pants out in the sun all day. Oh, <laughs> I know. That's my first thought. But we did it at Disney. I wore polyester in like 90 degree heat. So I think I'm equipped. <laughs> I would never do it again. I had yeah, the opportunity. You're right. I don't know. Be, I think I'm going to go. Yeah. I'll be like my man, Walker, Texas Ranger. I'm going to be a park ranger. Kicking ass. <laughs> walking trails. All right. So what are you going to go with, Kylie? I think I'm just going to do a diver. We're just going to make this on the conditions that I'm going to respect the ocean and the ocean's going to take care of me. We're going to channel Moana here. <laughs> okay. So you guys got your results? Yes. Well, what was Eric's pick? Did you do the park ranger as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I got Tanana from Brother Bear. Like Tanana, you have a love for all creatures. You have a deep connection to nature and you know it understands you. Even if others aren't really listening at first, you're eager to teach others what you know and you're always willing to learn more. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Kylie? I'm wondering if Eric got the same one, um, but I got Kita from Atlantis. 
Uh, like Kita, you can hold your own and you don't usually need help with any big obstacles you may encounter. You're naturally curious, you value other stories, and you love to learn new ideas and concepts. You're family-oriented and would do anything to keep them safe. I feel like I resonate with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Eric, how about you? Oh, man, this one got me to a T. I'm going to have to look in the mirror after this. (laughs) I am Mittens from Bolt. Oh. Oh. Like Mittens, you are very independent, but loyal. Friend. That's a weird sentence. You're a very (laughs) independent, but loyal friend. You're tolerable of others, but you know they'll never truly understand you. You're pretty sarcastic and a bit pessimistic, but you never mean any harm. <laughs> yeah. The girlfriend is laughing a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty that's, funny. That's pretty true. Wait, why is mine so far off? I feel like my like Because you lied. I, you lied in some of yours. I know you did. I don't think that I did. What? Spicy take. Why did I lie? Yeah. I think it's because I Gummies. really am not It was the candies. I like gummy candy, but I don't like gummy worms. <laughs> Hot tea. That is hot. A hot take. I wonder if that would change things. I'll have to test it next time. Um, That's funny. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Two Finger Point. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me back again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I miss you guys. Ah. Thank you for listening to Two Finger Point, hosted by Amber Omar and Kylie Salmon. Created by Amber Omar and Kylie Salmon. Produced by Amber Omar engineered by kylie salmon social media managed by kylie salmon content created by amber omar and kylie salmon stay connected with us by following us on instagram tiktok facebook or youtube at two finger point podcast with the number two spelled out t-w-o you can also contact us by visiting our website at twofingerpointpodcast.com be sure to subscribe to our podcast to have new episodes automatically downloaded to your device or to get alerts of our new episodes on youtube We greatly appreciate you rating and reviewing our podcast as well. You could be selected to have your review read on the podcast, like this review here from our friend Zoe, My Disney Podcast Fix. Amber and Kylie have put together the perfect podcast about all things Disney. Love to hear their banter, their opinions, their recommendations, and I love following along with their quiz at the end of each episode. You know it's a good podcast when you find yourself chiming in. Listening to them every week has me feeling connected to the parks even when I'm far away. Thanks, ladies. Thanks to you too, Zoe. We will catch you next Tuesday for our next episode. But until then, have a magical day.